0: UAP congressional hearings drop some weird bombs. Government knowledge of crash sites? Claims of recovered non-human biometrics? Come dissect what was said and not said in this two-hour hearing. Get the details on this episode of Technically a Conversation. Super friends, welcome to another episode of Technically a Conversation. Here, we'd like to share an interesting topic or story with each other, which we've recently learned and hope you'll find it interesting too. I'm one half of your hosts, Cecella. Joining me as always is the super cool Jose. <laughs> How are you?
1: I'm doing great. How about yourself?
0: Not bad at all.
1: I don't know if I would say that I'm super cool.
0: You have a PS5 now.
1: I do. I feel like i finally been blessed. I'm one of the, the blessed ones who was able to get one.
0: <laughs> that's, that's very cool. See, that's why I'm saying that is super cool.
1: It was about time that my luck changed a little bit in my favor.
0: There you go. I have no time. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny. And how's your week been?
1: Good. I finished editing last week. So in a way, I kind of had a week off where I wasn't editing. So <clears throat> that was good.
0: Is that when you played your PS5?
1: That was when I played my PS5. I actually finished the editing before I bought the PS5. So it was just dumb luck, but it worked out good.
0: Wow. See, too much time on your hands makes you spend money.
1: (laughs) Well, I mean, I only really played like two days and then it was back to researching and writing. So.
0: Oh, darn.
1: But it was two days that I probably wouldn't have had to play otherwise. So it worked out.
0: Yeah, yeah. You got a little chance to relax, chill. Yeah. Cool.
1: What about you? Did you do much PS5 gaming?
0: I don't have one. I have been reading, other than that, nothing exciting, really, just... um,
1: Reading about the PS5, right?
0: Reading about the PS5, it's like you know me. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. My daughter has asked me kindly to read Twilight. I am usually more into, like, biographies, but, you know... Anything to connect with for my daughter or with my daughter, really. So
1: Yeah, I guess that's cool.
0: Yeah, I guess. I, I've i never watched the movies.
1: I never watched them either. I was fortunate enough to never be forced to watch them either. So that is also good. <laughs> okay. But um, I figure it's only going to be a few more years before she's going to want to do stuff with you. So I think that you should definitely take advantage of that.
0: Agreed. The fact that she even wants to talk to me still. Hey, I'll take it. <laughs>
1: Just kidding. No, that's actually really good because I think by the time that I was maybe like in eighth grade, I wanted nothing to do with my parents. So, I mean, that's great that she's still, you know, wanting to hang out and do stuff with you.
0: Yeah, for sure. For sure. Well, she doesn't like it when I make her do her chores. That's when I get the silent treatment. But that's okay. That's part for the course, right?
1: (laughs) That's when she starts planning what books you're going to be reading. It's like, oh, I'm going to force her to read Twilight (laughs)
0: mom you gotta read that notebook or something i don't know something super sappy (laughs) something i'm gonna cry with a lot (laughs) well my lovelies i want to thank everyone who's still sharing our posts and telling others about our show thank you so so much nothing more powerful than the word of mouth big brain Brex, i saw you talking about us thank you so so much i appreciate it
1: thank you so much we appreciate it yeah and yeah it, it does help every time you guys leave us a review or you spread the word, you know, that helps to reach more people. And hopefully those people will leave us reviews and spread the word. So.
0: And tell others.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So it definitely helps. And we definitely do appreciate it as well.
0: For sure. When you were little, did you ever ask your mom for something and she hit you with one of these? Ask your dad. Yes. Yeah.
1: <laughs> that was something that I was told every single time.
0: I got, oh, really? Every single time? Oh, I only got that. And I knew that If she deferred to my dad, that meant no. Is that the same thing for you?
1: No, I think more than anything, my mom was afraid of my dad. Oh, shit. Yeah, so she pretty much let my dad make all the decisions just for out of fear that she would make the wrong decision. My dad would be pissed off at her.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, no. My mom was willing to say yes, I think, to reasonable things. But once we started to get riskier with our questions, whatever our requests were, that was when she'd be like, ask your dad. And I'm like, yeah ya papas. So I know that means no. <laughs> you know what I mean?
1: Riskier. What kind of questions were you asking your mom? Mom, can I have sex? No. I mean, like,
0: <laughs> you know. It would, okay. So we had like these things where I'd be like, can I go all the way up here? And then I'm going to go down this. We had this, Um, it was like this weird contraption, but she wouldn't let us go too far in it because it didn't have breaks.
2: <laughs> <Okay>.
0: <laughs> it was that kind of, you know, it was a. We weren't risking our lives. We're just risking a limb,
1: really. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it was a different risk than I imagined. Yes, yeah. I imagine it'd be like, mom, am I too young for anal? Or, uh...
0: Oh my God. <laughs> okay, sir. This is like a very different friend you think I am. <laughs> well, as I said, this is really the way I had interpreted anything. If it was not a yes, it basically meant no. Simple as that. And this is something to keep in mind for a chit chat later.
1: It usually always meant no for me also, because oh. I knew that if I had to ask my dad, my dad would almost always say no.
0: Oh, great. See? Yeah. This is, we were in the same boat then. We we're like, fuck, if she didn't say yes, and then we just, that just means no. I don't care what else. It just meant no.
1: <laughs> but when my parents remarried, my stepmom was always like an advocate for us. So that's oh. one thing that I do appreciate about my stepmom.
0: That's awesome.
1: Yeah, so my my stepmom would a lot of times convince my dad to say yes.
0: Oh, see, she was getting That's a very smart stepmom because now she's trying to get you guys on her side.
1: Yeah, it worked.
0: Yeah. yeah that's, <laughs> that's really Yeah, that's really smart. So normally this is not the way I open up a conversation, but did you watch the 2-hour congressional hearing <laughs> two weeks ago on Wednesday?
1: <laughs> I watched well, I was working during the time, so I listened to parts of it.
0: Okay. Yeah, it was two hours long. I mean, yeah. And full disclosure, I didn't even know that it was happening. My sister called me when um, she was like, where is it at? I can't find it. And I was like, oh, I didn't even know it was on. But once I did find it, yeah, I sure as heck watched two hours. All two hours, baby. (laughs) (laughs) And in fact, I watched it a few times because this is what we're going to chat about today.
1: That's so awesome, because we actually had a super friend, Eli, he sent me a message the other day asking if we were going to cover this.
0: Oh, hell yeah. Eli, I was reading your mind, bro.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And um, I had actually replied to him that I didn't have any plans to cover it yet, but um, I'm glad that you decided to cover it, because I did definitely want to talk about it. You know that I love talking about aliens and all that stuff.
0: I know, and and to be honest, I had a whole other episode planned, but it's like, You know those movie scenes where the person is in front of a desk with all these papers and then he like pushes them all off the desk in one swoop? (laughs) That was me, dude. I did that mentally. I was like, get out of here, old episode.
1: (laughs) You did that to your Windows desktop and you like virtually (laughs) sweeped everything in the recycle bin? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: No, actually, I'm really excited about that one too, but it can wait. It can wait. This one cannot, though. (laughs)
1: And the best part about it is that I only heard parts of it because, you know, like I mentioned, I was working, so I didn't pay 100% attention to it. Right. So hopefully you'll be able to enlighten me to some things that I might have missed.
0: For sure. And I thought that there was a lot of crazy, you know, the media is going to fucking media. They're always making things bigger than what was really said. So I thought, okay, we should really talk about what was said, what was not said how the media got got a little crazy on certain things or whatever, there were some bombs dropped. Those are the ones I'm really excited about, just to like have a fun conversation, even just to ponder, you know, just the fun plethora of things that were said. (laughs) But for sure, it'll be fun.
1: And you know what? For me, I actually had the complete opposite impression. Hmm. I felt like the media didn't media enough about it because I felt like they talked about it that day. And then it was back to talking about Trump and his stupidity. Oh, yeah. So I was like, why aren't we still talking about the alien stuff? That's a lot more interesting. We already know Trump is a crook and he's a fraud. We don't need to keep on hearing about it.
0: Yeah, I agree with that statement Uh, 100%. I did see a lot of things in the media, but I think that was also because once my sister told me about the hearings, I did search it out on YouTube to see if I could find it. So I think it got in the algorithm and it's like, you want all the UAP things. (laughs) 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 So I started seeing all that crap. But, yeah, I think it's is a good time for us to discuss it. And also, me and a good friend of the show also, Jenny Lowe, she saw it and she and I talked about it. And she also encouraged me to do this episode. I was like, boom, just needed one person to tell me. Hell yeah. <laughs> awesome. Yes. All right. Then, Jose, it's time to whip out that scalpel because we about to dissect this shit. <laughs> <laughs> this is our Congressional Hearings UAP Cliff Notes episode. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Saving everybody some time right off the bat. You can skip the first 25 minutes. It's just Congress officials enjoying the sound of their own voice, all repeating the same thing in their own words. And this is what they kept repeating, basically the gist of it. This hearing is well overdue and it's a matter of national security. How do you feel about that?
1: Mm, Yeah. I mean, I guess I can kind of agree about that.
0: Yeah. I didn't have any major disagreements either. I was like, for sure. Overall, yeah, I can see how it's ultimately a matter of national security. But for me, it's more like what's really going on? <laughs> you know, it's like science, what's going on with the science part of it?
1: Well, that definitely is an interesting part, but the whole national security part is a part that I was like, is it really national security? I mean, all this whether it's true or not has been omitted from us and hasn't really changed anything. So,
0: yeah, we're going to get into it and then um Two of the people that we're talking, um, and we'll talk about those, they did stress more so like safety and national security. So I think hopefully your questions will be answered there. Cool. All right. Besides the Congress officials, who was testifying before these officials? It was three military veterans. And um, if you're watching the video left to right, it is the Navy fighter pilot, Ryan Graves. He was some kind of badass behind like the F. 18. And he was in the military for a decade and he started a nonprofit and it's called Americans for Safe Aerospace. He's obviously the one who was pushing for safety. Sitting in the middle was David Grush. He is a former senior intelligence military officer. He was a senior advisor for the UAP task force. So he knows a lot of stuff. This is the bomb dropper. That's what I like to call him.
1: Yeah, that's the one that I remember talking the most.
0: <laughs> well, everybody was definitely asking him
1: a lot of questions, and you'll see
0: why. And at the right, it was retired Navy Commander David Freyer. He started in the Marines, moved over to the Navy to fly fighter jets, went to Top Gun, the whole nine yards. They were each given five uninterrupted minutes to kind of give their opening statements, like, why are they here? What's their goal? You know, that type of stuff. And going in that order from left to right, the first person that spoke was Ryan Graves. He's the, um, the guy who was in the Navy and started the, the non-for-profit. So he basically said in his opening statements that many military and commercial pilots have shared with him their own UAP experiences. And this is why he felt that there were areas of, of need where Congress needed to act upon. UAPs were extremely underreported is what he thinks. He thinks they're underreported because of the professional repercussions people are going to face, these uh, pilots coming forward. The government has the means to pull all the data off the radars, just kind of, you know, all the instrumental stuff. You don't even need to put in like, oh, I thought they looked like this or that or whatever. It's all just the empirical data, which I think is important to have. And he said, you know, you can get all the information from other sensor systems, but the government doesn't, or perhaps they do, and the data is then deemed classified. He briefly talked about how something was flying in the air between two Super Hornet jets in 2014, coming as close as 50 feet. There was a safety report that was submitted, but sadly, no one addressed it. This was, in fact, a safety concern. And there was not even an acknowledgement about it. Seeing this unknown object became so commonplace, or not even just this one, but those types of unknown objects, whatever these things are. They were so commonplace that, you know, they were just part of the pre-flight briefings before they were going to go up. And this is really what motivated him to start Americans for Safe Aerospace, because pilots that were reporting these weird things, it wasn't just where he was on the East Coast. It was even off the coast of the North, uh, or not just the North Atlantic, but also in Hawaii and that, uh, that other space there. So it's kind of bicoastal. So he's thinking, okay, obviously there's a big need for it, right? He simply said, if they are foreign drones, this is a national security issue because they should know who it is, right? If it's something else, then it's probably an issue for science. And that was really kind of the big umbrella he left under. Either way, he said, it's a case of flight safety. I would agree with that. How do you feel about what he
1: said? That I do agree with. Yeah. Because if they are drones from another country, then we need to find out what they're doing.
0: Right. And then how his further questions, I think, were, if it's a drone, how do they get it to move like that? Like, he's never seen anything like that. You know, so now let's get into the technology. How can we harness that type of technology? Maybe we can also spy on other people or I don't know, whatever. But yeah, for sure. You know, what if it's our own? And we're like shooting down our own stuff. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Well, I'm sure we do have drones and other places that we're using for spying. And I know that we do use drones uh, that have missiles and stuff to like take out people that the government perceives as enemies. So I'm sure if we do it, there's other countries that are doing it also. But I think it's important for us to know, like, who are they targeting? You know, is it they're just being nosy and just trying to see what they can find? Is there a particular person that they're looking for? Why is this person being sought out? So yeah, I, I do think that we... There are a lot of unanswered questions.
0: For sure. I also really like that he was not assuming it was intelligent life. You know, his whole opening statement was a whole bunch of pilots have seen something. No one knows what they are or why they're there. And basically, it needs to be looked into with all the data that's from our systems. Because it's a, if it's a foreign enemy or something, then they should know about it. And either way, if it's not a foreign enemy, then science sh- still should have you know, like a good say in it. Like, what the heck is this? So nice general statements, I thought. Ultimately, he seems genuinely concerned for the safety of pilots and passengers. So I really liked that he kind of tried to keep it as general as possible. And it makes sense why he founded the nonprofit uh, American for Safe Aerospace.
1: Yeah, it definitely makes sense.
0: Yeah. So on to the bomb dropper. <laughs> David Grush's opening statement, he introduced himself, David Charles Grush. He said he's an intelligence officer for 14 years in the Air Force as a major. He said he was a co-lead in the Unidentified Anomalous Phenomenon and Transmedium Object Analysis. That is a mouthful, right? (laughs) He does have a degree in physics, which I thought was cool, because if you're going to be looking into that, you should have a degree in physics. He was part of the UAP task force, as I had mentioned before. Just last year, 2022, he became a whistleblower. And um, that was where he was saying that the U.S. is operating in secrecy above congressional oversight. So now we no longer have those good, nice checks and balances that keeps a government all nice and in order. So he's saying like, well, this this is a problem. His testimony is based on testimony from other high-ranking military officials. Many people have shown him photographic evidence, video, etc., um, official documentation, sworn testimony, and classified and oral testimonies. While working in the UAP task force, he was made aware of a crash retrieval and reverse engineering project that spans over multi-decades. He asked for additional access to learn more about these projects, but he was denied access he's asking congress to just thoroughly investigate like hey if i can investigate it you guys investigate it because he thought these claims are definitely really big and somebody needs a lot more transparency <laughs> so how do you feel about his crazy opening statement
1: well i do agree about that i do agree that there has to be more transparency and i do agree that there should be congressional oversight because normally when the government is allowed to do you know like their fuckery
0: yeah,
1: <laughs> you know that's where you get shit like fucking like Agent orange and um
0: mm-hmm.
1: when they uh, start experimenting with LSD on people and they start doing all sorts of crazy shit.
0: Completely agree.
1: So yeah, I do think that um th- there should be somebody kind of like checking their work, you know. Yes. And and they should be you know definitely showing their work too, not just working without any type of supervision.
0: Right. I do think that there is a reason we have these checks and balances in place. Nobody gets too power hungry or crazy and runs away with, you know, the whole shebang. But the whole thing is, I I like that he basically said, hey, if I can't look into it, I I respect it, whatever. But somebody needs to look into these claims. Because if these claims of crash retrieval and reverse engineering, then something is out there that we own. Then maybe this is what the the like these pilots are seeing,
1: you know. I don't know. I'm very torn. I'll let you continue sharing, and then um, I guess like once I'm I'm gonna give you I guess like my concluding thoughts. I'll go into more detail about the way that I feel, but um, no, definitely continue.
0: Okay. So the last guy's opener's uh, opening statement is the Commander Fravor. and he's the one who you know did the whole Top Gun and all that stuff. He jumped straight into his experience, like straight out of the gate. He's like, here's my UAP experience. (laughs) He said in 2004, he was a commanding officer for the Strike Fighter Squadron, the Black Aces. Also, what a fucking cool ass name. Like, I want to be part of the Black (laughs) (laughs) Aces. I don't know what they're going to do. I want to start a poker club and or something. I don't know. (laughs) Anyway, they were starting a two month training cycle off the coast of San Diego, California. When they got there, the exercise was cut short to conduct a real life task. The air controller did tell him they were seeing something for two weeks now. And they said, can you go investigate? So he went out there with another jet. Each jet has two people inside. You have the pilot and you have the person who sits in the back. He was calling it the Wizzo. I had to look that up. And it's actually stands for WSO and it stands for Weapon Systems Officer. So that's when, when you hear him talk about the Wizzo, that's what it is.
1: I thought it was a rapper. Yeah. Like the Wizzo, yo.
0: <laughs> Lil Wizzo. Yeah. <laughs> They're always Lil. Yeah. No one's big. Oh, no, Big Papa. Never mind.
1: The Wizzo, my nizzo. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so he went up there with his wingman. And the wingman was actually Alex. Woo-woo. Actually a girl. Wingwoman. We should call her. I don't know why he calls her wingman. (laughs) Anyway. But he did say that uh, the controller was detailing, like, okay, you're going to start to see them soon. And, you know, he was like, where? I don't see them yet. Whatever, whatever. And then they finally saw this, like, tic-tac thing. But he said, you know, it's important to note that these objects... Because the controller told him, we don't know what it is, but what's going on is they're hanging out around 80,000 feet, these objects, and then they'll rapidly drop down to 20,000 feet. And then they'll kind of hang out here and then they'll pop back up. But they're hanging out for like a few hours, which seems like a lot of unlimited fuel or I don't don't really know how they're doing that. But 80,000 feet, he did clarify, is space already. So it's like popping in and out, which I thought was weird. He did stress, like I said. Light winds, clear skies, calm seas, ideal flying conditions. There's no good reason for the ocean to have white water. You know, like when there's like a lot of rough oceans or whatever. He said his wizzo in the back looked down and small, that little tic-tac looking object or like a little tiny propane tank or whatever. And he said that it was flying really like fast, kind of bouncing back and forth, bling, 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 almost like a, you remember that, that little game pong? And it was like, bing, bing.
1: <laughs> yeah, I love that game.
0: Right, right. Okay. So it said that he was, it was going like that. It was kind of bouncing back and forth. And um, Fravor told the other pilot, Alex, the wing woman, he says, I'm going to go take a closer look down there. So he quickly went down, moved in a circle, but they were both almost kind of checking each other out, like kind of circling each other, almost like a like a duck, duck, goose when you're chasing each other type of thing. But he said it was much faster. There's no way. He's like, there's no way. It would just outperform us like in a second. But it went away like super, super fast. And then in less than a minute, it was 60 mi- around 60 miles away. So he was like, what the heck can move that? <laughs> what the heck can move that fast? So again, he he made no claims to like what it is. He just said, this is how fast it went. This is what, you know, it did. They flew back to their carrier. They told the other pilots what they saw. And the next round of jets went up. And that's when one of the other pilots, um, I guess his name is Chad. I heard him talking about it in another one. And he was the one who caught the Tic Tac video. Comment, we'll have the link in the show notes. He added that during the chase, the radar was jammed, both him and and the wing woman, Alex's radar, which is strange. And actually, that is technically an act of war, by the way. But he said he never felt threatened. He was just like, we were both kind of curious, kind of just checking each other out, I guess, or whatever. But he made a report. Nothing came out of it. Fravor was shocked. Nothing came out of it. Lou Elizondo had contacted him, who um, some big guy out of the Pentagon, and um, came forward to the New York Times with the actual video. And he had stressed that he just wants to know where are these objects from? Like we should know what these, like the technology that's being possessed and how do they operate? He said what they encountered was technology that's definitely something we don't have, nor would we probably have in the next 10 years. And he did mention that this is being funded by citizens. So we should probably all know about it.
1: Yeah, I remember them stressing a lot about uh, misappropriating funds and stuff. Yes. That was one of the things that I was like, you know, you guys are uh, focusing on the on the wrong part here, you know, go back yeah. to the interesting <laughs> yeah. part.
0: I know. I know. You want to talk about money when there's aliens?
1: Yeah.
0: I don't know. Or whatever these things are, right? Like, so Fravor and Graves constructed a really good opening statement because they're like, hey, let me just tell you what i seen. Let me tell you what I saw. And somebody look into it. <laughs> you know, like, this, this is as far as I go. That I thought was great. And I... Like I said, I had seen him talk in another podcast because I was like, so this is what he says in front of the, you know, Congress. But what is he saying, like, just on the reg? Like, is he talking? Like, is he saying other things? Like, oh, my God, it's on Alien (laughs) Earth. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, I was kind of curious about, like, him and what he was saying outside of sworn testimony. and. It was the same exact thing. Like he literally said in another, like on the Merged podcast, I don't know what it was, but it was the weirdest thing I'd ever seen. And that was it. Like period. I was like, wow, that's, I do respect that part. Um, what do you, what do you think about his?
1: I guess since I know the least about military and, you know, fighter planes and all that stuff, I think what he was sharing was probably of the, the stuff that I feel like I know least about, you know, like I was like, well, you know, i I really don't know, you know, what type of things, because like there have been a lot of people that have reported seeing weird things. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, just because somebody sees something doesn't necessarily have to mean that it's there. You know, a lot of people like sometimes hallucinate and I don't know.
0: But do you think four people are having the same hallucination?
1: I really don't know. Um,
0: I could definitely see if it was one person for sure. Four people. And then he said, go back up. And then the other person caught it on video. Like that's beyond hallucination because now you have something on video. He even told them, this is where we saw it. They went out there and that was exactly where they found it. That can't be a freaking hallucination.
1: No, no, I'm not saying that it has to be a hallucination, but... But I think we can rule that out. Maybe. There's a part of me that wants to believe. This is why I, I feel like I'm torn. Okay, so these people, they don't have anything to gain by sharing this information, you know? At the same time, they really don't have anything to lose because of the whole whistleblower thing they can't uh, take any negative repercussions against them. So in a way, they don't have anything to gain. They don't have anything to lose. But um, just the fact that pretty much everything is like anecdotal evidence and it's not like, you know, here's some some hard evidence or whatever.
0: Well, they have those videos, though. So it's not anecdotal. What about those two videos?
1: I don't know. I want to see parts of the spaceship, you know? <laughs> and uh, and that was like one of the things that the, the middle guy, I forgot his name, but he was saying that Oh, you know, if we could do, like, something where, you know, we can have, like, top secret, whatever, and, you know, we could talk about it in more detail and everything, you know, I have more evidence and all this stuff. So, that's the part that I want to get to, you know, like, to where, let's see what evidence he has, you know, that's not anecdotal. So, that's why, uh, like, like, when I was saying, when Eli had messaged me, I was like, well, you know, I'm kind of waiting to see what other evidence they have, but that's just me personally, like, I want to see evidence you know i understand there's videos and there's pictures and everything but
0: well, wouldn't that be considered evidence Playing the devil's advocate here that is evidence you're like i want to see it okay there's the videos and now you're like i want to touch it <laughs>
1: <laughs> the thing is like has the videos and the pictures and everything have they been looked at and made sure that they're not falsified or that they're not uh photoshopped or anything because like
0: yeah they were they were taken straight off of the uh the pilots um the the information right off the pilot. So um, they have in, in one of those videos, you'll see where he's flipping back and forth between different uh, v- views. So you have like a radar view, you have a TV view and all that stuff that's taken straight from the plane. It's not like a like a uh, like
1: from his iPhone, like an iPhone
0: thing or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. yeah your iPhone doesn't have like all those because all that information on the side is like altitude and speed and all that stuff. OK, so let's move on to um Navy. Fighter pilot, Ryan Graves, because he really didn't get to detail what he saw. His incident was off the coast of Virginia in Virginia Beach nine years ago in 2014 while flying an F-18 for the attack squadron, the Rippers. Dude, all these names are fucking cool. (laughs) He did say after an upgrade that that was made to everyone's radars, they started noticing something on their radars, which they couldn't identify. So at first they thought they were just errors and they kind of dismissed them until they saw with their own eyes what they were and they couldn't really figure it out what it was and it was 10 miles off the coast like I said Virginia Beach it was in whiskey airspace which confused me a bit and this is another thing I um had to look up but once I heard whiskey my ears did perk up I'm not going to lie <laughs> So what I learned was there's prohibited airspace and that could be Around, like, for example, our White House. No one can fly there except for military, and that's for national welfare. Makes sense. Then there's restricted airspace, meaning it's not entirely prohibited, but there are restrictions. And then you have warning airspace, which means fly at your own risk, but just know there's a lot of military training going on here. And that's why he said they were in a whiskey airspace, a warning airspace. Ryan Graves' experiences, he was saying that, you know, this is. All that he knows, this is all that he saw. This is the only time he ever saw anything. But he has heard a lot of other people coming forward with like other things and maybe things that didn't look like it and, and stuff like that. But later on, I, I did hear him also say that it could be a ton of different things. He's like, just because we know what one of these things are, doesn't mean it's going to be that for all of these. He's like, we're probably tracking trash on one of them. We're probably tracking drones. It could be all these things and we don't really know, but we should still look into it. Which I agree with completely. But he did say that they looked like gray cubes inside a clear sphere. I have a clip for you.
2: Uh, We were primarily seeing dark gray or black cubes inside of a clear sphere. I'm sorry,
3: dark gray or black cubes?
2: Yes, inside yeah. of a clear sphere where the apex or tips of the cube were touching the inside of that sphere. And that was primarily what was being reported when we were able to gain a visual tally of these objects. And that occurred over almost eight years. And as far as I know, it's still occurring.
0: So I have nothing good of value to insert here because this sounds like <laughs> the worst aerodynamic shape ever.
1: <laughs> That's what I was going to say, too. I was like, that doesn't sound like a, it would be very fuel efficient.
0: I... Again, I, I don't even know what kind of fuel they're using. I, it, the, I, w- I will say is it excites me because now this is beyond the laws of physics sec- that we know of. And being like a physics nerd, this could be like I, we could be loving something that's like a Betamax. And they found, you know, the fucking 4K and we're like over here in love with the Betamax still. <laughs> you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, it, it is definitely exciting. It is. Yeah.
0: So what do you think about that weird clip? Great cube inside a clear sphere where the tips of the corners were touching the sphere.
1: It's definitely weird. It's not something that you normally see in nature.
0: No. Or at least our nature. (laughs) True. (laughs) I don't know. I wish there was more inside and something we can see. And I don't know. It's a very compelling story. It only excites the nerd part of me for sure. And... I want to hear what they uncover that those things are, especially if they've been seeing them for eight years.
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, I've always been fascinated with UFOs and aliens and all that stuff. So nobody wants to know more than me. And I personally want to see that. I want to see it. I wanted them to show it on TV and, you know, not just some blurry video or whatever. Like I want fucking Christopher Nolan to go in there with his fucking 4K (laughs) red camera. or, Or no, actually he would use film. So it wouldn't be that whatever, 60 millimeter fucking IMAX camera and shit. Yeah, and that giant... Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Trying to shove that in some kind of a fighter jet. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's what I want to see.
0: Right. No, I, I agree. I wish we could see more high resolution on that. And there is more data. They just aren't either deeming it classified or they're just not releasing it or I don't know. But I would also like to know... How fast are they going? What was the temperature of it? All that stuff that they can already track. They already track that stuff, you know? Yeah, for sure. The first congressman, Rothman, asked Fravor, the the top gun type guy, uh, what his commanding officer said in explanation. And Fravor simply said, like Mary Taylor Swift, right? He was like, uh, it's me. Hi. He <laughs> <laughs> was like, I was the commanding officer. <laughs> it's like, I didn't have anything good to say to myself, you know? <laughs> But um, you mentioned earlier how, you know, what do they really have to lose coming forward and stuff like that. Well, they actually do have a lot to lose. Here's where we're going to play the Grush threat
3: clip. Should you have any personal knowledge of people who have been harmed or injured in efforts to cover up or conceal these extraterrestrial technology? Yes, personally. Have you heard anyone been murdered? That you would think that you know of or have heard of, I guess. I have to be careful asking that question. I directed people with that knowledge to the appropriate authorities. Maybe in a, um, if we could.
0: After that, he just says, can we get like in a, you know, in like a closed room or whatever. And I don't know what you think about that, but murdered and he couldn't answer. Again, this is where I say, if it's not, if it's not no, then it's yes. (laughs) <laughs> what are your thoughts there? There's like a weird congressional never have I ever type of game.
1: <laughs> I do kind of agree with you on that. If he didn't say no, then it's probably a yes. So that's why I want to I want us to fast forward to the next congressional <laughs> hearing to see what they talk about cuz I think that's where some of the juicy stuff is going to come out.
0: Oh, for sure. I mean, this is already very juicy. I was salivating at that when he said murdered. I was like, "Okay, UFOs and true crime coming together. What's happening right now? (laughs) Just kidding. Side note, this reminds me of some really good lyrics. This is how my brain works. It always ties to lyrics. Really good lyrics to a breakup song where he says, I'm even going to sing it for you because I love the song. Anything other than yes is no. Anything other than stay is go. Anything less than I love you is lying. Oh my God, how sweet is that? Come on. That's like the sweetest thing
1: ever. Yeah, I'm not that familiar with Taylor Swift, so I have not heard that song.
0: That's definitely not Taylor Swift. It's a guy. Anyway, we're going to cut to a commercial. But when we return, we're going to hear the response to, are we in possessions of UAPs? Oh my goodness.
1: (laughs) Imagine a hospital that did just about anything to put patients in their beds, and doctors who performed hundreds of unnecessary heart surgeries on these people hear the lengths the government had to go to in order to stop the fraud and why many believe the person responsible got away with it. If the Walls Could Talk podcast
2: shares the tangled history and true crimes that happened at Chicago's Edgewater Hospital. Listen to If the Walls Could Talk wherever you get your podcasts.
3: Are you currently enjoying the show on the Stitcher app? Then you need to know Stitcher is going away on August 29th. Yep, going away, as in kaput, gone, dead. Rest in peace, Stitcher. And thanks for 15 years of service to the podcast community. So switch to another podcast app and follow this show there. Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen.
0: And we're back with all the (laughs) juicies. We left a cliffhanger of do we have UAPs? Let's hear it. Mr. Gresh. finally, do you believe that our government is in possession of UAPs?
3: Uh, Absolutely, based on interviewing uh, over 40 witnesses over four years. And and, and where? I know the exact locations and, and those locations were provided to the inspector general and some of which to the intelligence committees. I actually had the people with the firsthand knowledge Um, provide a protected disclosure to the inspector general.
0: Okay. He says yes. And he even said, absolutely. (laughs) This is like grade A meat. This is the meat and potatoes that we came for. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) Tell me your thoughts all over this one right here.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's definitely when I perked up and started paying more attention to it. And I want to see that. I want to see that evidence. Me too.
0: Same, dude. Same. I'm like, Salivating, telling you.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, again, I don't think that he would have a reason to lie. Right. I just want to know why has it been covered up all these years, and if that evidence really does exist, let's see it.
0: Right. And to your point, all these years—how long has this been going on? Here's the next clip.
3: Has the U.S. government become aware of actual evidence of extraterrestrial or otherwise unexplained forms of intelligence, and if so, when do you think this first occurred? Uh, I like to use the term non-human. I don't like to denote origin. Keeps the aperture open, both scientifically. uh, uh, Certainly, uh, like I've discussed publicly uh, previously, 1930s.
0: 1930s? What the hell? This is almost, that's 90 years ago. So I will say if it really was 1930s and something's among us, then I think it might be safe to say they're not trying to kill us because we're all still alive. I don't know. Just going to throw that out there.
1: <laughs> I think they come in peace.
0: I think they might too. They just are curious. I don't know.
1: Unless you've killed them all and they haven't had a chance to report that we're a threat.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Maybe we found them and we killed them and we just have their bodies. Maybe that's what he was trying to say. I, I don't know. But if they are being seen off the coasts and they're hiding in the water, maybe they're waterborne. I have no idea. Again, this is all just speculation, people but it's super fun.
1: Yeah, I like the part where it's like, well, actually, I prefer to say non-human. It's like, uy, uy, perdón, Uy, uy. So fancy, Mr.
0: Physics. But, you know, I guess I understand what he's trying to say. Like, dude, it's not an alien. Like, it's just something that it doesn't look like us.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. But that part was just like, uy, <laughs> uy.
0: Yeah. He's like... I prefer they're, they're called non-emus. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. All right. And former Navy pilot Ryan Graves even described another event.
2: A large group of Boeing contractors were operating near one of the launch facilities at Fandenberg Air Force Base when they observed a very large 100-yard-sided uh, red square, uh, approach the base from the ocean and hover at low altitude over one of the launch facilities. Um, this object remained for about 45 seconds or so before darting off over the mountains. Um, there was a similar event within 24 hours later in the evening. Uh, this was a morning event, uh, I believe 8.45 in the morning, later in the evening post sunset. Uh, There were uh, reports of other sightings on base, uh, including some aggressive behaviors. Uh, These objects were approaching some of the security guards at rapid speeds uh, before darting off. Uh, And this is information that was received through one of the uh, witnesses that have approached me at Americans for Safe Aerospace.
0: A hundred yards of fucking football field coming at you. (laughs) What the heck? Again, I got nothing good of value to say to this conversation here at this particular juncture.
1: The only thing is, if it's something that's the size of a football field, how did nobody else see it?
0: Oh, no, other people saw it. Yeah.
1: But I mean, it's not like it just landed there at that Air Force base. I mean, it had to fly in from somewhere else, right?
0: Oh, right, right. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah, it didn't just magically appear, is your point. Yeah, for sure. Where did it come from?
1: Yeah. And how did other people not see it?
0: Well, at one point, and I didn't put it in here, but at one point, Grush was talking about like holographic... Um, science and technology, how it's actually being projected to a particular place. So maybe it was being projected here. (laughs) I don't know. Again, that just sounds really crazy, but I know a lot of people saw it. So I don't know. I have a football field size. And then red. Come on. That's not even if it was blue, I could say, oh, I could see why nobody saw it camouflaged in with the sky.
1: Yeah, that's the sexiest color.
0: Yes, and it wants to be seen with all its sexy corners. (laughs) I don't know. They did talk about, like you said, how is it funded? Um, Ocasio-Cortez had also asked about these specifics, too. She wanted to know, like, where does she go? Who does she ask? And, you know, all those things. So they did say they'll get with her afterwards so that he could provide everything. Again, not the most important thing but they did talk about it and it does make sense look if we're funding it it would be nice to know sure another bomb that was dropped and i wish i knew more specifics of
3: at one point you said that there 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 uh, has been harmful activity or aggressive activity has any of the activity um been aggressive been um, hostile to in your reports uh i know of multiple colleagues of mine that got physically injured and uh, the activity, and I got by to, big, by UAPs or by by people within the, the federal government. Both. Okay, yeah. so yeah. there has been activity by by alien or non-human. non non human technology and or beings that has caused harm to humans. Uh, I can't get into the specifics in a, an open environment, but at least the activity that I personally witnessed, and I have to be very careful here, because uh, you don't, you know, they tell you never to acknowledge tradecraft, right? So what I personally witnessed myself and my wife was very disturbing. What?
0: This is, I wish I had the the rights to that song. You dropped a bomb on me, <laughs> baby. Right? I would totally play that right now. What?
1: I like how he corrected himself and it's like non-human before you correct me, asshole.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> I heard you laughing. But is disturbing. And he said both like on the federal government side and by some kind of UAP.
1: Like, what the hell are they doing? Are they giving them cintarazos <laughs> or chanclazos? How, how is the government hurting these people, you know?
0: I don't know how the government's hurting these people. I guess my concern at that particular point was more so are are they being aggressive or was this more like harm just by proxy like what if they're very radioactive and we didn't know and all of a sudden we go up to it like hey homie and then all of a sudden it gives us all you know some kind of cancer or something it, it could have been something like that i don't know again i need specifics people
1: <laughs> me too me too that's what i want to have is the specifics
0: yeah for sure and him and his wife witnessed oh my goodness Can we talk to her, too? Like, I'm so
1: curious.
0: (laughs) Again, I'm here to say I really want to see one, but from really far away. Really far away.
1: (laughs) No, I want to see one from close up. But, um, yeah, I mean, going back to the whole Art Bell thing, like, this is stuff that you would hear on Art Bell's Coast to Coast Radio, you know?
0: Oh, yeah, you were saying that, yeah.
1: But the thing is, like, let's see evidence. I want to see evidence. For sure. It's not that I'm saying that I don't believe them, but kind of would like to see the evidence for myself.
0: I want to see those, as he says, the non-human biometrics that he's talking about, for sure. At one point, it was really funny. One of the congressmen asked, if these objects went as fast as you claim, or, you know, he said something like that. He's like, did you hear a sonic boom? He was asking the the two uh, pilots, and Fravor politely smiled a bit and reminded him that he was in a jet, and he said, they're kind of noisy. <laughs> <laughs> Like, did he think he was chasing him in a fucking Prius or something? I don't (laughs) understand. Anyway, the last big bomb that was dropped that's worth sharing is this one right here.
2: If you believe we have crashed craft, uh, stated earlier, do we have the bodies of the pilots who piloted this craft?
3: As I've stated publicly already in my News Nation interview, uh, biologics came with some of these recoveries. Yeah.
2: Um,
0: Were they, I guess, human or non-human biologics?
3: Non-human, and that was the assessment of people uh, with direct knowledge on the program I talked to that are currently still on the program.
0: And was this documentary Is video, photos, eyewitness? Like, How would that be determined?
3: The specific documentation I would have to talk to you in a skiff about. Gotcha.
0: Yeah. Um, okay. Exciting. All of this is exciting. It is. <laughs> From an engineering point of view, what do these things look like? What's, what do they eat? What's their fuel source? Are they already neuro-linked up? Is it just us in the future? <laughs> like, oh, you know what I mean? <laughs> what is this?
1: Yeah, I definitely want to know all that, but I would be satisfied just seeing a picture of one of them. That that would be enough to satisfy me. And I'm like, okay, you know what? I can wait for the rest of the information to come out. Just at least show us a picture of what the hell they look like.
0: Are we talking about the- uh,
1: The non-human biometrics or whatever they call them.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, <laughs> but the biometrics. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Look at us adopting their vernacular. (laughs) Like we're all smart and shit. I don't want
1: that asshole to come and correct me. So I want to make sure that.
0: Oh, my God. (laughs) What makes him an asshole?
1: No, I'm just kidding. I'm totally kidding.
0: I know. I know. (laughs) Of course, to be expected, one of the congressmen went there. Congressman Nick Langworthy started asking the commander, uh, Fravor, if their jet was loaded with ammo. The retired commander said no. Then this. Congressman was asking the retired commander if he felt he could defend the nation. Did he think he could against something like that? He said no, just because of pure technology. There's no way they could outperform whatever was in front of them or he was chasing, you know? And I do love that the commander did make it clear, though, that he never felt threatened. I felt like it was a slippery slope to go, where like, this is America, grab your guns, you know? (laughs) Like, that was kind of like the slope he was climbing. Which feels dumb. And I'm glad that, you know, Commander Fravor kind of pumped his brakes on that. And they asked, um, you know, why they thought the government isn't forthcoming about that. And you had mentioned that before, too. And, you know, there's there's no disagreements. I have no idea why why they wouldn't be forthcoming. I mean, maybe they think they're going to we think we're going to lose our minds or something. What do you think?
1: That part is the part that doesn't make sense to me, I guess, just because there will always be like those fucking cowboys or whatever. That it will be like, oh, I'm gonna go out there and shoot those assholes down with my fucking. <laughs> I'll pistol whip them if I can't shoot them or whatever. Right. Without us knowing what their intent is, why they're here, I don't think that any harm should be done to them. And I think that if we were to tell people, I think most people are, are going to be rational. But there's always going to be that one fucking asshole, like that fool that wanted to assassinate Biden when he was there in uh oh yeah Salt Lake, wherever the fuck he he went. There's always like that fucking crazy asshole that is willing to do something stupid. So I kind of see why, but I think 99.9% of the people are going to behave rationally, you know? Yes. Just out of curiosity, they want to know.
0: Yeah. I don't think we would lose our minds. I think a lot of people already think they've seen a UFO as it is. So what's the harm in saying, yeah, you probably did see that. Okay, great. Now we know.
1: Yeah, there's people that claim that they saw Bigfoot also and all these other cryptids, Chupacabras,
0: Andale, life is still going to go on.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> right? But this is what's crazy is after all these bombs were dropped and non-human biometrics are here and crash retrieval sites and all these things, you know, we're blowing up the earth, you know, at our own hand. And, you know, we're still working like, hey, just circling back about that email. Did you uh, <laughs> like, why Why are we even talking about that? Like, we need to talk about aliens here. <laughs>
1: It's like, so did you still want to do Taco Bell for lunch? Uh, you never you never quite answered that.
3: <laughs>
0: you you're still feeling like Mexican pizza? Right? Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> but the reason that I feel like I'm torn between all that is I heard somebody say something really interesting the other day on a podcast, and I don't remember what it was. It must have been the daily zeitgeist because they always have different guests, and I think that's why I forget who, where I heard stuff because it's always different people. But they were talking about like... Look at how long humans have been around. Few, like, 100,000 years or whatever. Let, let's, let's be conservative, you know? And um, look at how slow technology progressed from, like, where we have, like, the first writings of humankind up until, like, the 1900s. And then, yeah, you get to, like, the Wright brothers. And they had, like, their fucking plane that, like, burly flew or whatever. And then from that point to where we're at right now, look at how fast technology has progressed. So, it took like hundreds of thousands of years where things were advancing very, very slowly. And around like the 1930s, 1940s, or whenever, where the Roswell incident supposedly happened, boom, all of a sudden, like technology just exploded exponentially. So, it kind of does make me think you know, maybe there was something that the government saw, and that is what kind of helped propel our technology to be as advanced as it is now. In such a short period of time.
0: Yeah, when you put it like that, it does seem like there was an exponential climb after that first plane, for sure. And then we had the Concorde, right, that was going faster than the speed of sound. So I agree. I think it's strange. But at the same time, I mean, all these things are valid. It it could very well be that somebody found something and now they're just reverse engineering it's very possible. Like, just trust us and let let us know. That would be fucking cool to know, <laughs> you know?
1: Yeah, for sure. And I think just the fact that we reversed engineered non-human technology. <laughs> yes. I think maybe that might be the reason why our technology, and, and I'm not talking just about planes, but like, I think like the Wright brothers, it, that was like all maybe what humans could have done, like in the hundreds of thousands of years that they've been around. Right. But
0: that was like unassisted.
1: Yeah, unassisted, like without us reverse engineering. But like, we've got fucking computers. We've got computers in our pockets that are more powerful than, you know, mainframes, like just a few years ago. You know, look at how everything has just evolved so quickly in just a short amount of time that humans have been around.
0: Yeah, I mean, if it's really us doing it, then.
1: Then yeah, props, props.
0: Our ape ancestors would be so proud of us. (laughs) You know what I mean?
1: Yeah.
0: But ultimately, throughout those two hours that I watched a couple times, uh, just to make sure that I was trying to get as much of the bombs that were dropped as I could, I really did find myself gravitating more towards these two pilots, because I really respected that the pilots were like, hey, I don't know what the hell it was, but somebody's got to check it out, because the shit was crazy. And the Commander Fravor, the top pilot, the top gun, rather, guy, was like, I even told my buddy, hey, if I could, I'd want to fly that thing. Because it looked like it went really fast, (laughs) you know. So those two, I totally get. The guy in the middle, David Grush. Oh, my God. I cannot wait to hear more from that dude.
1: Yeah, he's the one that I definitely remember. He was the most outspoken one of the three.
0: Yeah. Yeah, he was a... He drops a bomb. Yeah, he definitely did. And as I stated in our Fermi Paradox uh, Drake Equation episode... Our universe seems too big for us to be the only intelligent life. I feel like that would be arrogant, almost narcissistic to say. But then at the same time to say we've been visited, that seems crazy. I don't know. There's no in between. <laughs> There's no in between for me. I don't know.
1: Yeah, I'm right there with you. I think that it's impossible that we're the only quote unquote intelligent life out there. Yep. But at the same time, you know, just thinking about the whole like physics thing, like everything that they would have to overcome to make it over here. And you know, if, if they're that advanced, why would they be interested in us? Like I think Michio Kako says, when you discover an hill, you don't know, go up to them and like, hello, take me to your leader, like, you know? <laughs> right. You know, they're advanced in their own way, but compared to us, if we're if we if we're comparing, you know, intelligence to our intelligence, I think it would be arrogant to say that they're not as intelligent, that there's a different type of intelligence, but it's not something that we're interested in, you know? Right. Just because it's primitive uh, by comparison, so if they're that advanced, why would they be interested in us?
0: I would think that because they do see that we've done all these other things, they might be interested. Only because you know we've harnessed communication pretty well. Obviously, I, I can't do it very well, but <laughs> but you know we've harnessed communication. We've harnessed somewhat technology. Low. Low grade level compared to them, right? But still something. So they might be curious on that end. But as far as we're concerned, I mean, I just watched this two-hour episode of a, of a podcast of this astrobiologist, and she was excited about learning that there was phosphine on this other planet because it meant maybe there's microbial life. And we're getting excited about that when these bombs are being dropped. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> microbial life, get out of here. I don't know. It's a very tempting thought for sure. Definitely. Any closing uh, arguments here?
1: No, I just want to know more.
0: Yeah, same, same. Well, congratulations, lovelies. You've done it again, folks. You've learned along with us what was truly said and not said at the UAP hearings. We hope you've been entertained by our chat and invite you to join us again next week. If you're enjoying the show, please leave us a review, tell a friend, and subscribe wherever you're listening to this podcast. Yeah. Follow us on all the socials at Tac. Email us at greetingsTAC at gmail.com or leave us a voicemail at 915-317-6669 if you have your own UFO UAP story to share with us.
1: Yes, definitely. I want to hear them.
0: I definitely want to hear them.